0: That's right, it's another edition of Locked on Pelicans. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Also, right over at BourbonStreetShots.com, where you can check out a lot of great work on the Pelicans. Some of the best insight there is. Um, So today, fun podcast. Going to be a little bit shorter than usual, probably. Not as much to talk about on kind of a quiet day for the Pelicans. Big news is, it was official. They did sign Donatus Matiunas. It's Motti Yunus, not Monty Eunice, as a lot of people. Uh, Guy gets his must get his name spelled incorrectly so often, but Motti Yunus is official. Pelicans uh, announced that uh, yesterday. Going to talk about his role, his fit on the team, where he might get some minutes from, what's going to happen here, who does it affect? You know, those minutes got to come from somewhere, and with Tyreek Evans getting increased minutes, uh, someone's losing out. So who's that going to be? You know, who does this affect anyone's long-term future here with the Pelicans? I think it's a fair questions to ask. Other bit of news yesterday. Buddy Heald named the Western Conference Rookie of the Month uh, for December, a very deserved honor. He had had a lot of criticism to start his career with the Pelicans, uh, but a strong, basically second month of the season, just kind of turned that around and maybe flip the script a little bit uh, about him. Does he have a chance for Rookie of the Year? We'll kind of dive into that a little bit, too. Um, so going to really be talking about those topics today here on Locked on Pelicans. Should be a bit of fun, uh, so I hope you enjoy the show. So, Mati Unis, you know, and I talked about him a little bit, I think it was on Monday's podcast when it was rumored that they were going to sign him. And this is a guy the Pels have had their eye on for a little while. There were rumors of a Ryan Anderson from Monte Yunus trade about two years ago. Uh, Nothing ever materialized. The Pels were interested in him, I I can tell you this, at the trade deadline last year. Ended up going to the Pistons, uh, failed the physical. There were injury concerns there that likely scuttled. Uh, a deal, you know, with the Pels there, any potential uh, talks, things like that, that were going on Uh, so it's a bit of a weird case, I know a lot of people always get excited about anyone the Pelicans sign to this 15th roster spot, the final roster spot but this is not a needle mover and maybe we need to define what needle mover means, but this is not a guy who's going to get the Pelicans over the hump and into the playoffs, they're going to get into the playoffs for other reasons Um, other reasons as in like those are the main reasons if if they get into the playoffs, obviously he's a cause of that in some sense but it's not like the main driving force behind it that's what I mean by needle mover guy who kind of pushes you into another category in in some respect whether that's good or bad Um, but it's not going to be good here for the Pelicans probably won't be bad either but the Pelicans are going to get him uh, a good look at him for this season something they've had their eye on uh, and are going to probably have, you know, first chance to sign him to a contract next year. Uh, he's likely signing. I don't think they released the official terms, but it seems like it's going to be a one-year vetman for the rest of the season, uh, which prorated is, ends up being, you know, a pretty cheap contract for the Pelicans. Here's a guy, you know, Terrence Jones never really got the trust from the coaching staff. This is a guy who's brought in to maybe replace him some. Ajinsa and Omer Asik, out of the rotation right now. They haven't touched the court or sniff the court over the past four games and really more than that when they're kind of not really receiving minutes four or five minutes a game is is not doing much they can't be happy but that's besides the point so they needed another big man to play center uh and that's primarily what Mata Yunus is going to play he's listed as a power forward center kind of like a like a stretch five maybe is the best way to do it but um you know I I don't know there's no real better way to describe him He's he's a he's a big man that's all so needed another big man because if you watch that Clippers game, which the Pelicans did win when, for the record, they were out without Blake Griffin and J.J. Redick, so it's a game they should have won. And it's a game they did take care of business in. DeAndre Jordan killed him, killed him on the boards. He's just too big and strong uh, for Anthony Davis to take care of, uh, to defend. It just wasn't working. Mati Yunus is at least, uh, you know, a much bigger body, not as athletic as Davis, but he's seven foot. He's two twenty-two, a big dude. Um, that you know, that's a good thing here. He's probably going to be in you know worse shape and maybe even a bit bigger than that. Uh, not a tremendous rebounder, but sometimes you know people look at the, the rebounding numbers too much, and I prefer the rebounding percentages, the advanced analytics on it, uh, to get a better sense. But a lot of times, guys who are very useful rebounders, they don't show up in the stat sheet, and that's because they're boxing other people out and allowing their teammates to get the rebounds, which is an important skill. And with Mati Yunus, I don't care if he's not a good rebounder. Can he just be a big body to block out and box out those big bruising centers that Davis can't normally handle so that Davis can get a much easier rebound or the rebound can go to someone else? So I don't care that this guy has, uh, for his career, a total rebound of four per game. And that's only in, you know, uh, 19 minutes per game. So let's take a quick look here. So it's uh total rebound of seven and a half rebounds per 36 minutes. So a little bit better. Not great, uh, but a little bit better. But look, just box out, and I'll be happy with his job. Take out DeAndre Jordan. Take out Dwight Howard. Hey, Thursday's approaching us. There's a game. These are what you exactly want him to be doing. And I think this is something he's capable of. Hell, that should be something any big man's capable of. But more about him as a player. So not a good three-point shooter. He ha- He's only shot on his career 30.8% from behind the arc. Uh, so you're not looking for him to stretch the floor. So this is really going to be a guy who's who's matchup dependent. Right now, spacing is very key for the Pelicans. Having, the, God, I hate the nickname, the corner boys of Solomon Hill and Dante Cunningham, uh, out in the corners, able to space the court, especially because they're hitting their shots right now, uh, is it, important. It allows Davis to do a lot of work inside a little bit better. Madi Yunus isn't going to do that. But he also might see some minutes as center when Anthony Davis is on the bench. And, frankly, keeping those two guys to stretch the court while he's out there as well is going to be a good thing. He's a pretty good post player. He's a little bit crafty, can score inside near the basket pretty well. Uh, better scorer than Omer Oshik is. Not maybe as good of a jumper as Alexia Jinsa has, but frankly, his jumper wasn't that good to begin with. And if I have a seven-foot guy, yeah, I want him scoring at the basket, even if the post-up shot isn't necessarily the most effective. Uh, He can still do it, so it's a good thing. Um, Remains to be seen how he's, if he's going to be healthy, presumably he would have passed a uh, physical with the Pelicans. He would have passed, it sounds like he passed a physical with Houston when they matched the offer. Uh, or when, he, when they signed him to a deal in the middle of the season. The contract stuff is kind of screwy with him. Uh, you can look it up if you really want to know the details of it. Uh, but so the question then becomes where are his minutes going to come from? And I was asked this on the radio yesterday, and I talked a little bit about it as well. Minutes would, in theory, be coming from Ajinsa and Oshik, but they're not playing right now. So minutes aren't coming from there. So the minutes are going to come from it's really four people. And that's Anthony Davis, and you'd be sure as hell that his minutes aren't going to get lower. The minutes might come from Cunningham and Hill, but again, if you take one of them out there and throw out another big man, this this kind of quicker-paced offense, uh, this this good shooting team drops down, and I don't think that's what the Pelicans want to do. So I would say the minutes, maybe one or two, come from Hill and Cunningham, one or two from each. Uh, but that's only four minutes a game. That's not significant. And it's going to have to be the last guy of Terrence Jones. This is someone, like I said, the coaching staff hasn't really trusted. Uh, He looked like he showed up overweight to camp. Uh, They would work him out really hard uh, before games in the Smoothie King Center. They still do. Wondering if maybe he's trying to drop a few pounds. Uh, His shot selection leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, So I know while people like him and he has good scoring games, he has range from three and he's a threat from there. He hasn't been given the Pelicans much, and he's been just abysmal on defense. Matiunas, at least, might be able to help out in ways that he couldn't. So it's worth taking a flyer on the guy, and it's probably worth giving him Jones' minutes until either Yunus doesn't live up to that, or Jones has shown him something in practice uh, that he wasn't doing before, and that's likely not going to be the case. The other guy, before I get into the other guy that this really affects, also think when it comes to the minutes factor here is Tyreek Evans is playing a lot more now. He's been playing well. They want to keep upping his minutes restriction from 15 to 18 to 21. I'm sure they want to get him close to 25 minutes a game. He's got to get those 10 minutes from somewhere. Yeah, it'll be a guard, I'm sure. But again, are you really going to take minutes away from Holiday? No. Buddy Heald, who's playing 20 a game? No. Langston Galloway? Maybe. But he's been shooting really well. You want to keep that shooting going. So is it each one more? Or do you just not give Monty Eunice as many minutes when he eventually takes all of Terrence Jones up? That's going to be the case, and that's why I mean this guy isn't going to be a needle mover for the Pelicans. But the other guy that this does really affect is Cech Diallo. He hasn't been on the court either, as the Pelicans have gone small. A lot of it is, again, it doesn't look like this coaching staff trusts the rookie when they're really trying to win games. It's a bit disappointing because... Uh, Diallo had played well It's not like a big setback to his development Getting 5-10 minutes here in a game Every couple of games doesn't help you develop It's the work you do with the coaches um, During your time off So eventually I think You're going to see him go back to uh, The Austin Spurs To get some more minutes in the D-League To get 30 minutes a game And also wor- you know, send a trainer coach with him Like he was with before Working with him one-on-one to ensure his development Is going according to plan Um, bit disappointing, like I said, but hey, it's, uh, he'll get his rub and his burn towards the end of the season. But for Mati Yunus, who's a proven NBA player, you know, it's definitely worth taking a flyer on him. The fact was he could have gone to Minnesota. He could have gone to LA. The Nets had wanted him. Um, there were teams that wanted him. He chose to come here to New Orleans to play for the Pelicans. And that's certainly a good thing. So other news of the day was Buddy Heald named the Western Conference Rookie of the Month for the month of December. And this is a nice little validation for the sixth overall pick for the Pelicans. Uh, After, you know, to start his career here, people were ragging on him. A lot of people weren't excited about the draft pick in general. Uh, I have one or two friends I'm thinking of in particular. Some were really excited about it. Um, But, you know, people were ready to write him off saying Jamal Murray... Was a better draft pick, and Murray, if you remember, was, went seven overall to uh, Denver, one pick behind Hield. So, in cl- their shooting guards so of close, of, co- of close, of course. One day I'll learn how to speak. Of course, you're gonna kind of compare the two together, uh, even though it's probably not really fair to either of them. But hey, since people are gonna do it, I figured we were gonna do it on Locked On Pelicans, and guess what? Buddy Heald's better, so you you damn well better believe I'm going to compare the two and let the Pelicans player come out on top. So let's dive into some of the stats of these two guys. Um, So actually before we do that, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Uh, With Buddy Heald winning Rookie of the Month, he's making, I think it's 2.2 threes per game for the month of December. He's also shooting close to 50% from three in general. You guys know he was a three-point shooter coming into college, or coming out of college, and now you're starting to see him uh, do it in the month of December. And it's finally working. More than that, he's getting to the rim too. He shows off a deceptive quickness. He's shown off some spin moves. He's got decent ball handling skills. They're not elite by any stretch of the means here, uh, but you know they're still good. They're good enough to score in at the rim in NBA games against starter level players. So he's good enough. That's for sure. You don't necessarily need him to be elite. The Pelicans want to win now, and he's helping them win now, and he's going to help them win. You know, as long as he's around, he's not really hurting them anymore. His defense, not great, but he's getting a little bit better. Um, and also, he's getting to the free throw line against uh, the Cavs. He got. He, he took four free throws. Pelicans struggle getting to the line and getting the opponents in foul trouble. If Buddy Heald can start earning trips to the charity stripe, that's going to be a huge, huge underrated part of his game uh, and it's something he needs going forward. But let's dive into the numbers. So Jamal Murray and Buddy Heald. Jamal Murray playing 20.6 minutes per game. Buddy Heald, 19.7. So a minute difference. So it's not like there's a sample size issue here. It's frankly they're playing about the same minutes. Uh, for everything here. only difference is Buddy Heald's been playing with starters a little bit more. Uh, but that can also be good or bad if you're a rookie or not, uh, going up against you know, higher-level players when you're starting, when they're guarding you on defense, when you have to guard them on defense versus just playing with starters. So it's a mixed bag there. But we're going to throw out Jamal Murray. So points per game, 8.3 for Jamal Murray. Buddy Heald, 8.9. Advantage, Buddy. Other important stats here. Hey, three-point shooting, right? That's what these guys are both known for. Uh, Jamal Murray, thirty-three point eight percent. Buddy Healed, you guys already know it's going to be better, don't you? Thirty-six point four. Advantage Buddy. Um, just made field goals overall. It's three per game for Murray. Uh, it's uh, not much more for Healed. It's three point four, but still better. Three-pointers made per game, per game made. One and a half for Buddy, and he's up to 2.2 in December. Uh, 1.4 for Murray. So you guys were killing Buddy early in the season. His numbers are better than the guy you wanted. Yeah, there's an age differential that might factor into Murray's advantage. Sure, give it. Advantage Murray. I'll give it to him right now. But overall, we're talking this season, Buddy's playing better than him. Uh, we, the other numbers don't matter as much. Buddy's averaging fewer turnovers per game. Uh, then Murray is Murray has a slight edge in assists. Um, but again, you don't care about that in these guys. These two guys, you really want shooting out of them and points. That's it. Uh, you know Jamal Murray is averaging about a half free throw more per game. Uh, than Buddy Heel uh, attempted. Uh, but that's really picked up these last couple of games when Buddy wasn't getting to the line to start his career at all. But overall, you can see these two guys who are very much going to be compared to each other the rest of the season, going to be in contention for Rookie of the Year a lot of the time, um, are more or less the same player with a slight advantage overall, I'd say, unless you really factor in age, but again, that doesn't factor in this season, that factors in career, and that's a different argument. Uh, but this season, advantage Buddy and the Pelicans rookie, showing why he was taking just one pick ahead of Jamal Murray. Uh, rookie of the year for Buddy Heald? Sure, maybe some potential, but frankly, I think we all know that's going to go to Joel Embiid over in the 76ers, who, by the way, you know that Buddy Heald and Embiid, same age. When people were worried about his uh, age being too old at 22, Embiid is the same age. Yes, drafted much younger. Um, but it sat out a lot of the time. So not quite the same thing, but it gives you less reason to worry some about Buddy Heald's age when you keep it in that perspective. So thank you for listening to Locked On Pelicans today. Don't forget, it is on iTunes. It is on Boom, Stitcher, any podcasting app you use. It is there. Coming to you at 6 a.m. every day when I'm not in jury duty or having my internet cut out on me, which tends to happen actually a good bit. Again, problems of living in New Orleans. Never know when the power's going to go out. Later in the week, I'm going to have J.M. Poulard on the show to talk about an article he wrote for uh, B-Ball Breakdown, talking about Anthony Davis's defense, uh, where he needs to improve. It's a very good breakdown of it. Give it a Google search if you haven't read it already. I'll tweet out the link uh, the day he comes on the podcast. That'll be a fun discussion. I'm excited to get him on as a guest. Uh, so, game against the Hawks coming on Thursday. We'll get a preview of that up for you guys tomorrow. Uh, should be a fun game. Don't forget, Pelicans killed him earlier Uh, in the season that was a nice win they've kind of stumbled after starting pretty hot so it could be another one that the pelicans can win so stay tuned for the interview for the preview everything else we got a lot coming to you the rest of the week here on locked on pelicans so thank you all for listening and i'll be back with you guys tomorrow